Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, it's Candace and Kayla and we are directionally challenged. Yeah, we thought we'd have, like, everything figured out by the time we were in our 30s. Uh, but surprise, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> but uh, and it's that's cool, okay. Guys. It's totally cool because today's 420. It's super chill. Um, yeah, it's 420. And guess what? We decided that we wanted to do a full-on 420 episode for all of our listeners and for ourselves, because you know what? We actually had a lot of questions about marijuana and CBD. There's a lot of things we didn't know about it. 
I mean, I feel like I genuinely know nothing about it. Candace, because Joe lived in Denver for a while and Denver was one of the first cities to kind of like, you know, be a little bit more progressive and have all, and it became legal. I feel like you guys know more than, than we do, <laughs> but I can tell by your face right now that doesn't, that isn't the case on your end. No, we are not experts <laughs> in the Mary Jane um, that's as much as I know about it is that I'm so old. I still call it Mary Jane. Um, no, actually Joe was never like a big, like weed smoker before it was legalized. Um, and he's not, not that he's like a huge one now, but, um, we're definitely both more comfortable going to dispensaries and, um, like smoking recreationally. Um, ever since it was legalized in Colorado. And then now since it's been legalized in California, he's obviously like more comfortable going to a dispensary than I am because he's cool and just like can handle himself in any social situation. While like anytime it's been up to me, it's just I get so nervous. I have to ask like the bud tender a million questions about their personal life to feel like we're cool. You know, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. Like all of a sudden my like parents are going to pop out and be like, we caught you. What are you doing? And then I'm going to have to say, I'm an adult mom and dad. This is my life now. And that's really my experience with that. Well, and that's why we're doing this episode because I mean, we do feel a little lost when it comes to this sort of thing. I mean, there's so many different terms. And that's one thing I've learned is even after having interviewed Laura Bonet and Jessica Asif, we we feel, I still feel like there's so much to learn. Um, so it's kind of this endless topic. And I think because it's so new, new things are constantly being invented. There's so many different products. There's so many different strands. Or is it called, I think it's called strains. Um, it, there's just so many different things about this that um, there's, I mean, I still know a little bit more, but I, there's a lot more to learn. What, do you smoke weed currently, Kayla? occasionally. Yeah. But it's only whatever Tanner has in the house that, I mean, it was his birthday the other day. So someone like gifted us something. And so I'm like, Oh, I'll try it. But I, it's a little scary for me to go into a dispensary. Not going to lie. Like I I don't, it's just kind of one of those things where like, if someone else provides it, I'll try it. But, um, after discussing this, I feel like I have a little bit more knowledge and I'm going to challenge myself when COVID is over and things are, you know, maybe we're not quarantining. Um, I'll go in and experience this for the first time. Well, and the great thing is, is here in California, it is considered like dispensaries are considered essential business. And what's really wonderful. So we've got two guests for you guys today. We wanted to get kind of a broad understanding of both THC, which is the, I'm going to mess this up explaining the it anyway, but THC, which essentially is like the high that you get from marijuana. And then also mm-hmm. specifically CBD, which I'm sure you've seen all over the place all of a sudden. Um, CBD has been um, legal since the passing of the 2018 Farm Bill. It's a non-THC product, which means you don't get the mental high, but you get the medicinal benefits of I think the marijuana plant. Um, so we wanted to sit down with two different people. What's interesting about this interview, though, um, is we actually, or this episode, is we recorded um, one interview uh, pre-COVID with Jessica Asif. And Jessica Asif is a co-founder and chief education officer of a CBD product line called Prima. 
And so you're going to hear kind of our experiences and our questions um, in a completely different perspective <laughs> in our interview with her. And then the in, then the other part of the interview is with Laura Bonet, who we actually did a Zoom call with during um, quarantine and social distancing um, post-COVID-19 outbreak. And so she's the president and CEO of her own boutique um Canna Boutique is what she calls it, Cannabis mm-hmm. Boutique. And it's called Greenhouse Collective, and it's based here in California. So we kind of have both those two different perspectives for you guys and for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about Laura is she is also a registered nurse. And our interview with Laura took place on April 13th. Um, so that was definitely in the middle of the COVID um, experience. And our interview with Jessica Asif took place on February 24th. So that was pre-COVID when we felt like we were different people. Um, so we can get two different perspectives on that and two different really knowledgeable women who are pioneers in this cannabis industry that is mainly, um, I think it began with mainly men um, being a part of it. And so they're kind of trying to um, make it acceptable for women to um, own their own boutiques and do all that good stuff. And they're doing it. They're doing a great job. And these are very educated women. For anyone that's listening to this being like, oh, is this just going to be like, a burnout episode about like getting high. Um, I honestly, part of me thought it could have been. <laughs> I was, we actually originally all wanted to sit down with a bud tender and smoke weed and talk about our experiences. Obviously, due to social distancing right now, we can't. Um, but uh, this ended up being a really informative episode. Uh, Jessica Asif is a Harvard graduate um, and is partnered with the um, people who helped Jessica Alba with The Honest Company. And as Kayla said, Laura Bonet is a registered nurse. You know, she worked as an RN for a long time and actually worked with her mother in their own business um, for health in Florida. So so it's a completely different perspective than I think both we thought we were going to um, have on this subject matter. But it's really awesome. It's very beneficial and educational. Candice, do you know what the origin of 420 is? How it originated. Actually, I don't. Okay, so the rumor is that it started as the police code for smoking marijuana. So, you know, when police call out their codes, it's like they thought 420 was the police code. No, that's a rumor. The truth is, it started at San Rafael High School in Northern California. And these students would get really high every day around. An, an exact time for 20. And now this San Rafael high school in Northern California is the most famous um, high school for four twenty. And every year around four twenty, people at four twenty PM, people come in the masses to celebrate the origination of four twenty, And that is your school for today. Wow. <laughs> well, there we go. Homeschooling check, check. I I feel ready to go. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview with Jessica Asif. We are ready to learn about CBD, Jessica. I've already nicknamed you the, our CBD connoisseur because we kind of know nothing about it. And, you know, for our listeners that are totally obsessed with it, you know, we, we just are newbies to this. Okay, so bear with us. Or I guess I am. Candice, you were already talking about a soft gel you were using or something. Oh, no. Bath bomb? It's a bath gem, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But the great thing about Prima is it's all CBD, right? Yes, it is. We are a line of CBD essentials. 
And what is CBD? Like, because when I now, especially living in California, uh, there are dispensaries on every corner, it feels like. Mm -hmm. But then also there's CBD everywhere. And and that's legal, right? That's not something that is illegal in any other state. Yeah. So let's take a step back. So there's the cannabis family, which is a, it's a plant family. And beneath the cannabis family, there's hemp and there's marijuana. And for a long time, we've confused the two. We kind of couple them into one plant, but they're two completely separate plants. And the difference by defined by law, the difference between hemp and marijuana is hemp has less than 0.3% of THC. THC is the only known psychoactive cannabinoid. So cannabinoids are the active compounds in, in the cannabis family, right? And the cannabis family even includes hops, which is the active com- component of beer and other plants as well. But but the two that we know a lot about are hemp and marijuana. And both plants have over 100 cannabinoids, which are active compounds that work with the body's endocannabinoid system, which I'll get into. But effectively, the same compounds produced by the plants are also produced by the human body, which is why the plants work for such a variety of health issues. But these active compounds... All that we know of um, is that most of them are non-psychoactive. The only one that is known as psychoactive is THC. CBD, or cannabidiol is what it's known as, um, is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid that has a lot of the health benefits of THC, like the anti-inflammatory benefits, the antioxidant benefits, but it doesn't have the high. So it's our way of experiencing the health impacts of the hemp and marijuana plants without the high. Um, And it's a way of saying you actually don't really need the high to heal. You can still benefit from this plant in a variety of ways. But I will say that it's not just CBD responsible for the health benefits. It's the entourage effect. It's kind of the harmony of all of the cannabinoids working together, including THC. CBD is just one of many cannabinoids in both the hemp and marijuana plants. So THC is what makes movies funnier and music sound awesome and food taste delicious. Exactly. And CBD and hemp are still two different things. No, CBD is in both the marijuana and the hemp plants. Okay, gotcha. So CBD is one of 100 cannabinoids, the active compounds that include THC, but CBD is one of the non-intoxicating cannabinoids because it doesn't necessarily make you high. Although we say non-intoxicating as opposed to psychoactive because you will still get some mood impact from CBD and the other cannabinoids. You won't just feel like out of your head like you do with THC. And so CBD is found in both the marijuana and the hemp plants, but at higher levels in the hemp plant, which is why we source our CBD from the hemp plant and not the marijuana plant, which also makes it legal. CBD mainly used for wellness then? Yes. You know, that's a complicated question because you could Mm -hmm. argue that THC for some people is also used for wellness. Like there is a benefit to the high. And even so far as, you know, the short-term memory impacts, which people complain about, there's even a healing component of that because for people with PTSD or who are going through cancer treatments, for example, there's a benefit to forgetting. So there is some healing benefits of THC, but as a whole, you can think of CBD as having all of the antioxidant and the anti-inflammatory benefits of THC without that high. So you obviously know a lot about this. <laughs> it's, it's my passion, you could say. For, was, this a, was this a class that you took? Or <laughs> if, if my life is a class, yeah. then yes, I've studied it extensively every day, every single day. How old were you when you first uh, experimented with 
THC or CBD. I'm assuming THC came first. Yes. You know, it's interesting because as soon as we figured out the THC is responsible for the high, we as a collective of Americans started growing super high THC plants and low CBD plants because we're like, what's the point of CBD if it doesn't get you high? (laughs) And so it's almost like we've forgotten about the CBD. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh, wait, but there are a lot of benefits and you don't have to justify the high. So now we're back on the CBD train. But yes, my first experience was certainly on the THC (laughs) side of things. I grew up in the Bay Area, so marijuana was always kind of in the air I I breathed, you know, walking down the street. It was never stigmatized like it was in other places. My siblings went to school in the Haight-Ashbury. It was literally the air they they breathed every day. So my first experiences were probably in high school, hotboxing my car. (laughs) And for me, weed was always the better alternative to alcohol. I'm a super health advocate. I think about really critically about everything I put on and in my body. And so for me, I was like, everyone's chugging alcohol and I'm here, you know, smoking weed because it just makes me feel so much better. So it was always my chosen vice. But now if I think back and I've been using it basically every day for the past 10 years. It was presented to me as an alternative to alcohol, but in hindsight, now I realize it's been my medicine all along. So I didn't realize at the time because it was always like the bong instead of the whiskey shot. But now I realize I've been using it to treat my own stress and anxiety for the past 10 years. And so it's definitely my relationship with cannabis has changed over time, but it's always been my therapist, my best mirror, because it's such a tool for reflection. And also, you know, when I am really stressed and I've been through a lot the past few years, it's just been that tool that I've been able to turn to and always depend on for just putting me back to a place of balance and happiness. You were talking about how you had a a group or you started like a a group for women who like to smoke pot. Am I saying that completely wrong and nerdy? I still feel really stressed out walking into dispensaries (laughs) like I'm doing something wrong. So exactly. And that's been the challenge, too, because when I think about it, I'm like, this is a plant and it's alcohol is so normalized, right? But alcohol is a toxin. It can actually kill us. The plant can't kill us. So for a long time, it was just stigma and misinformation that's really held us back and made us feel like we're doing something wrong. But I really saw the plant as an opportunity for women to redefine feminism and female entrepreneurship because when I I got my MBA at Harvard, and I still say weed got me into Harvard, honestly, (laughs) because it's really helped me just stay on course and and follow my passions and be super clear about what I want to accomplish as a woman. And when I was at Harvard, I was definitely the lone stoner girl smoking weed in the corner while everyone else was, you know, in tuxedos taking whiskey shots. And I was like, okay, they'll come back. They'll, they'll tell me that I'm doing, I knew that knew this before they did. Um, and now obviously a bunch of them are starting cannabis companies. So it's funny how things <laughs> shift, but at the time I felt really alone, um, in my love for the plant. I felt like no one else understood. And there was such a lack of understanding and just seeing the plant for what it is, which is a universal wellness tool. So when I got my MBA in 2016, I knew that California would ultimately legalize cannabis recreationally. I just saw that into into the future. And so I thought, okay, now it's my time. I I got my MBA. People will take me seriously, not just see me as a, you know, a stoner girl. Moved back to California and I was actually high alone in bed trying to figure out what I was going to do in the industry when I saw a statistic that changed my life. This was in 2016. And the statistic was that the cannabis industry has the highest percentage of US, of female executives compared to all other U.S. industries. So 23% of all U.S. industries have um, female executives, 
And at that time, 36% um, in the cannabis industry were female executives, which is pretty significant. And so I realized, wait a second, maybe cannabis is the new feminism. It's the first opportunity women have to design, build, and lead an industry from scratch with no glass ceiling or what we say grass ceiling. (laughs) And the plant is female. And so there's a lot of power in the femininity of this plant that can show us what business could look like when women have the power to lead. And so I spent two years really building this cannabis community for women called Cannabis Feminist. And it started with just hosting cannabis women's circles. Selfishly, I actually just wanted to smoke weed with other women and not be by myself. (laughs) And so I invited women into my home from Instagram, 40 women showed up. Then it kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And so at one point there was like 50,000 followers on on Instagram, just people that really felt, you know, power in, in the femininity of cannabis and wanted to join. And we did Tupperware parties called the bake sale where we'd go into women's homes and only women could sell their products, but anyone could show up and sample. I really wanted to create opportunities where people could sample cannabis Mm -hmm. and create an intimate environment where people felt safe enough to try it for the first time. Because unless you're a super cannabis advocate and super all in to go to a dispensary, buy products, and then just come home and use them without any knowledge is a little bit, it's Mm -hmm. difficult. There's, you know, it's challenging. And so by creating that safe space, people brought their moms and people tried cannabis for the first time. And I just realized that we need so much more nurturing and handholding to finally see the plant for what it is. But then I realized that the smoking element, it's really holding us back from seeing the plant as a universal wellness tool. Like smoking will never be perceived as healthy, even though even though we've been doing it since the beginning of time and I do it every day, but that's just me, especially thinking about stressed out moms and that stress is an epidemic today. And a lot of people are silently suffering alone. And those people aren't the ones going to dispensaries, you know, chatting with the bud, bud tenders. Those yeah. are the ones stressed out with their kids in their car, not enough time to even like take a bath. And so how do we reach that woman, the stressed out, you know, overextended mother? It's not through shoving bongs in her face. It's through taking a step back and saying, how does she want to see CBD or, or hemp-based cannabinoids in familiar formats that make her excited to keep the products you know, on her table. And that was the foundation for starting Prima. I mean, well, I'm looking at this Prima product that says brain fuel on it <laughs> in a beautiful box. And I'm going, yeah, that's exactly what I exactly. want to see. Exactly. Because also the reality of being a mom is you, the children are around you. Yes. And that's great. If you're comfortable smoking marijuana at home, there's nothing wrong with that. It is legal in some states. Um, it is not a federal crime. However, It's also teaching your children how to responsibly enjoy things that they're not legally allowed to have yet. And and as an adult, you can have it. But as a teenager, they're actually you're told that your brain isn't fully developed and it's not healthy to be, you know, taking THC until you are older in your 20s. And there are studies on that. So. I can understand where it's hard for a lot of moms who maybe do want to relax, but still feel like they have to hide it, but then also don't want to hide it because they're not doing anything wrong. And it's just this weird shame cycle Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, sometimes if I can't sleep, there is nothing that I'm doing wrong. I'm even having to remind myself now, but I've got like a THC, you know, coconut, coconut oil tincture that helps me sleep but I still feel like I'm doing something wrong and I have to hide it in a drawer and I'm stressed out if anyone sees it. It's because of the stigma that they put on it for so many years that we're clearly still fighting. And I don't want like our kids to think, 
that I'm doing something wrong. And yet that we've got like a bar with our wine and our alcohol and that's out, you know, mm. not for them to consume either. Right. But like we're, we don't feel as uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And I spoke to so many moms and honestly, they didn't want the high. For some women, the high perpetuates the anxiety that we're trying to solve for. So we also realized that the THC is not necessarily it, it's not necessary to heal. Sometimes you just need the anti-inflammatory benefits of hemp. And so some women feel bad that they don't enjoy the high anymore, but that's okay too. I think finally this conversation is shifting away from just the THC and thinking about the whole plant benefits. So how do we know which one is right for us? If we would benefit more from the THC or the CBD or both, or how do you, how do we figure that out? Through I think, experimentation? Yes, <laughs> always trial and error. I mean, at the end of the day, we're the human guinea pigs and everyone's different. That's the first thing to realize is just because I hit the bong every day doesn't mean you should and that's okay. So that's why we think of CBD as almost like the gateway herb. For a while, weed was the gateway drug, right? Which is totally false because it's not necessarily a stepping stone stone to something stronger. But thinking about, about CBD as the gateway, as the doorway into not just the whole plant, but also other... D- herbs in general. And that's why at Prima, we see ourselves as champions of all plants, not just hemp. And we use other adaptogens and herbs in our products to introduce you to those benefits as well. But thinking about CBD and hemp as the starting point, because hemp is the, is protected by the farm bill. So it's perceived as being federally legal. We're allowed to ship our products, you know, to all states in the U.S. And so start with CBD for sure. Or just think back. I mean, a lot of people have horror stories of, oh, the last time I tried weed was in that brownie that, you know, couldn't keep my eyes open all weekend. First of all, it's it's shutting down that story because that was the old weed and now we have new weed and beautiful product formats. But start with CBD, I would say. And for example, our daily, which is our vegan soft gel, it's a, it's our bestseller and you take it every day like a vitamin. That's such an easy starting point for anyone, whether you're a mom, whether you're a stra- stressed out businessman or athlete, start with one a day and just start to feel the benefits of cannabinoids. Again, most people don't realize this, but our bodies, all bodies have a hum- have, a, have an endocannabinoid system. The endocannabinoid system is the master regulatory system of the body. And for so long, Scientists didn't understand how one plant could work for so many different health issues, and that's because of the ECS, the endocannabinoid system, whose the main function of the ECS is to maintain homeostasis or balance so that when we're hit with a stressor, whether that's an environmental toxin or emotional distress, most of the time our bodies are resilient on their own and can maintain balance or stability. That's why little things throughout the day don't kill us because of the ECS. So when we're hit with a stressor, the endocannabinoid system is activated to maintain equilibrium. And that's why cannabinoids work for things like mood issues or sleep issues or, you know, discomfort. It's because the ECS is so pervasive. There's receptors everywhere throughout the body. So feel the benefits of cannabidiol, CBD, just the non-intoxicating side of the plant, and then work your way up. Maybe if you've taken the daily for a few weeks and you start to feel better, people say that they have better sleep or better mood or less stressful edges, then maybe take two or then maybe you know, find a product that speaks to you. For some people, they are open to consuming something or trying something like a vaporizer. I know vapes have a lot of bad PR lately, but there are brands like Dosis that have, you know, safety standards and reputation where maybe then you work up to a comp pen or a sleep pen, or maybe you work up, we're kind of the anti-tincture company and 
I can share more about bioavailability and why we feel that way. But so I would never say use a tincture because any oil-based tincture. um, What's a tincture? A tincture is a really popular product in this industry, both on the THC and CBD side of things. It's usually a dropper that you swallow. Um, So you, you, it's an oil-based product. You swallow it and then, um, you know, brands say that it it absorbs, but unfortunately any oil-based product, if you think about the body made up of mostly water up to 95%, our bodies don't like oil. We're not supposed to be swallowing oil as a means for, you know, absorbing active plant compounds. So when you swallow an oil-based tincture, you, you see, you've probably seen them. There there are a lot of popular brands that have them. Like I have one next to my bed so I can show you. That's always like the go-to format. But if you know the science and the formulation science and the fact that our bodies are made up of mostly water, the body wants wants to process out oil. So when you swallow an oil-based tincture, it basically just ends up in the toilet bowl. You only absorb about two to 5% of, of the cannabinoids, which is a huge problem. So there's also this wave of CBD interest, but also CBD skepticism. Like I don't feel it. It's placebo. That's because if you're taking it in the form of an oil-based tincture, it is ending up in your toilet bowl. It's not designed for absorption. It's not bioavailable because when you extract the cannabinoids from the plant, you end up with oil-based compounds. Then you put an oil-based compound in an oil-based carrier and expect it to absorb and it doesn't. It just flows right through the body. So I would say, you know, work your way up to something that has a meaningful dosage, but is also bioavailable, whether that means a vaporizer, whether that means, you know, a drink. There are a lot of new drinks on the market that give you fast acting feeling. There's so many options, but at first I think it's starting with CBD as the foundation. Well, I learned something new. (laughs) (laughs) So for CBD, is it, so it's legal. And also, is this something that you have to be 21 and up to consume? So What's interesting is, yes, CBD from the hemp plant is legal, but CBD is also in the marijuana plant. And so it's an active, it's a cannabinoid found in both. And so if you're extracting it from marijuana, you just have to make sure that the THC levels are within the legal limit, which is at or below 0.03%. We filter out all the THC in the second process because it's still a barrier for some people. Unfortunately, some people are still tested. Some people still have that stigma that holds them back from even, you know, exploring a product that has it in there. So we filter it all out. But yes, CBD from the hemp plant is legal, protected by the U.S. Farm Bill, which classifies hemp as a legal plant. So our teenagers could take this daily and it's fine. It's legal. Cause that's where I think also whenever I see CBD, it's just still feels like it's not, not, yeah. like you're breaking the <laughs> yeah. rules. I mean, I'm holding this right now and I, it sounds so enticing and I'm like, Oh, I could really u- utilize all these benefits, but there's something inside me that mm-hmm. still is holding me back from taking it. And I'm yeah. trying to figure out what that is. And I want to get rid of that. I think it's, it's connect, it's intimate connection with marijuana. And so you have to separate the plants and see them as two completely different plants. And that hemp plant, you might be, you know, unknowingly using that in your life. Do you use hemp seeds maybe in your smoothie or hemp seed oil. Mm -hmm. There's all of these other components of the hemp plant that we use in our lives, but don't associate it with marijuana. Mm -hmm. But yet when we, when we think about CBD, that's that one that kind of blurs the line. But what to know about Prima is we, we see that that THC is still a barrier and there's still stigma, which is why we process it all out. But beyond that, we make our COAs available in every box because you need validation. What's a COA? It's a certificate of analysis. It basically validates that the product has what it says it has. It doesn't have what it says it doesn't have. And the cannabinoid levels are all 
validated as well as the heavy metals are not in there and other things we test for. So that's really important because I think your fear is valid in that there are a lot of products out there that say they don't have THC, that say they have CBD. And when when they're being tested off the shelf, there's no CBD in there. Sometimes there's THC in there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of growing pains we need to go through as an industry because it's so new and because you can't trust the brand to validate its safety, its purity and potency. You need third party unbiased testing. So you guys, uh, Prima has a QR code on the back of their packaging that you can just scan and it'll take you straight to the third party purity and potency testing. Exactly. So you'll have all the information right at your fingertips. Yeah. And so because this is essentially self-care is healthcare, I mean, these products have real vast therapeutic potential. It's not enough to just, you know, test something, put it out there and, and just say, go, go swallow this. It's really about bringing in third party best in class certifications and standards for from other industries, unbiased third-party standards. So it's not the brand telling you the products are safe because these are, you know, these are plant medicines. They're really powerful. And so for us, it was really important to not only provide the COAs, provide the third-party testing, we triple test the raw, then we test the finished good, but we also bring in the best-in-class standards. Like for example, I can't tell you another CBD brand I know of that's also certified glyphosate residue-free by the Detox Project. We're made safe certified. We're really trying to bring in these third-party unbiased standards. So it's not us telling you it's safe. It's them telling you. What do your parents think? Like what? And yeah, when you decided to start this company. Well, let's just say haven't yet convinced my dad to start taking the products because he's a stubborn Israeli, but I will get there. You know, for him, he's like, give them to me when I'm sick, but I don't need them now. That's kind of a generational thing. Whereas I'm like a health advocate, you know, it's about prevention. So I think they they saw me as a, as a sole self-funded entrepreneur for so many years. And I didn't just land here. I mean, finding Prima and finding my team was an outcome of just years of failed partnerships and ideas that just, you know, made me fumble and fall flat on my face. And so I I definitely think that it's important to represent the true entrepreneurial journey, which really never ends. I think they were just happy to to see that I, I started something with people that really know what they're doing and we were able to get funding from real institutional investors. But I haven't, we haven't won yet, right? There's so many exciting things happening. We're actually about to launch on Sephora com, which is a huge deal for a CBD brand or just a new brand in general. I don't know of any other brand that's been able to launch with Sephora less than a year after going live, which is really exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. But I think that just like any good parents, you know, they're like, keep soaring. You haven't won yet. So they're excited. I think they were the most excited to see who I found to start this business with because you're only as good as your team. And for me, these are just the best people in the world. So I'm just, I feel so lucky. And it was with who also helped start the Honest Company. Yes. So I started Prima with two co-founders, Christopher Gavigan, who started the Honest Company with Jessica Alba, and then Laurel Angelica Myers, who was with him at Honest for seven and a half, seven and a half years, launching hundreds of products. So to have not just the formulation, science, but the brand philosophy and understanding. And because we're not just a products company, we're, we're a brand. We have our own set of values. And it's just amazing to look at the products now because I see them as mirrors. They're the truest reflection of our values and our truth. And so that's just, it's such a beautiful thing. Well, that sounds like an incredible company. I also need to, we need to talk about Snoop Dogg because I'm from Long Beach and he and I are, you know, fellow Long Beach neighbors. Love Um, it. What you said you started, you 
what, you did a show with him or something? Yes, Snoop and I did a show together called Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> and it started because I was hosting these cannabis women's circles and the most amazing things were coming out of the circles. I mean, we would cry together. We would talk about our deepest fears and our challenges and how cannabis just saved us. I mean, I think cannabis has saved my life in so many ways. And so I looked around at these women and I was like, this needs to be a show. People need to hear this, how cannabis impacts creativity and health and sex and love and all of these aspects of our lives. And so I had this vision for a show of just women authentically talking about their cannabis experiences while using cannabis on camera, which is really important because so much of it is just normalizing the act of smoking and the act of using cannabis and not thinking of it as this, you know, this thing to be ashamed of. And so I went to Mary Jane, which is Snoop Dogg's production company. And I shared my vision for the show. And the team said, Snoop Dogg has the exact same idea. Let's do it together. And I was like, great. So we developed this show called Queens of the Stone Age. And we recruited women from all walks of lives, um, athletes, adult film stars, musicians, artists, businesswomen. And we just, we shot three episodes in a day and we had these open conversations while using cannabis on screen. Snoop um, wrote and sang the most incredible intro song. They're all on YouTube, but the interesting thing was that we really wanted to make the show bigger. We wanted to get some sort of representation. We wanted to find a great platform for it. But at the time, this was, I guess it was 2017, no platform, including YouTube now, would was willing to show cannabis being used on screen because that was such wow. a big aspect is let's pass the joint around the circle. Let's make people realize this is just a, nor- this should be a normalized behavior, just like taking a shot of whiskey or whatever you drink. And we couldn't get any sort of outlet to want to share, show that aspect of it, even though there was, the conversations were so impactful and people said the most wild things. And so it kind of stayed where it was on YouTube. It didn't get the visibility because YouTube started blocking cannabis content, but it was the most amazing, amazing initiative. And then we went on Snoop Dogg's show and spoke about it. And I was just sharing everything I learned and I'll never forget. Obviously we were all smoking together and I passed the joint to Snoop Dogg. I think it was actually a blunt. And he goes, you know what, based on what you're saying, I have a vision. The next president will be a woman, a woman in cannabis, and just has this whole vision about how we could be the catalyst for the, for new female leadership in, in politics. And so that was really powerful. I love it. The closest I've gotten to Snoop Dogg was staying in Jamaica where he stayed because they were like, you're staying in Snoop Lion's, <gasps> Snoop Lion's hotel room. And I was like, yes. <laughs> He's so lovely. He did it smell. <laughs> well, I mean, not from Snoop Lion, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not, we fulfilled his legacy. Good. We'll just say that. Not, not to brag, but I'm pretty sure I could outsmoke Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive because yes. I, I would not be able to. I wouldn't uh, even attempt it. <laughs> I don't think he, smokes, he, he hits a bong. I definitely asked him and I can do that. So over and over. So I feel like that's something to brag about. You <laughs> were mentioning you that you didn't like Prima didn't just happen, that there's been a lot of failures to get to this point. Uh, we try to celebrate failure on this podcast and as all the guests that we've had on really love to also celebrate their failures because it's led them to the next great thing. Is there one that really stuck out to you that made you realize, okay, no, I've got this and I can learn from this and keep going? Yes. Too many to think through, but I think 
One of the most important lessons I've learned as a female entrepreneur is that starting a business is like dating. You may think this is the one, this person is the one, this idea is the one. And the best thing you can do for yourself is to surrender and say, I don't know yet. I need to keep thinking about it. I need to go on multiple dates. I need to try this out. And I may need to completely pivot and be okay with that. I think we hold everything so precious. Like this is my winning idea. This is my dream business partner. And if I don't get this, or if this idea doesn't work, then I'm done, then I've failed. And I think the most important thing to realize is that resilience over everything else is the most important quality. Sometimes the best thing you can do is completely start over and that's okay. It's still the same idea. You're just, you're just intentionally pivoting so that the idea actually makes it to fruition. And so I've tried so many different partnerships. When I was in business school, I started a brand with five female co-founders from all different countries. It was the most amazing representation of global women. And that idea failed. And so I walked away from them. I had a guy move from New York to start a cannabis beauty care brand with me in LA when I first moved here and something fell off with the chemistry and I could have just kept going with it, but I decided I needed to break up with him professionally. And so I did that and then had to start from scratch. And there were so many scary moments where I thought I had an idea. I even had interested investors ready to give me a, you know, a deal on something, but I knew something fell off with the idea and you just have to surrender and you're still the same entrepreneur on the same path, but you're just making these intentional pivots. So you get to the place where it'll actually work. So I think the best thing you can do is remember that starting a business is like dating. You have to dump and get broken up with a fair amount of times to find the one. And even when you find the one, it may start to look radically different from how you thought it would. And that's okay. You just need resilience and the idea that there's no failures, only pivots. I think that's the most important advice. Sounds like perseverance too, because you, you, you get knocked down, you get back up again over and over again. That's it. The only difference between a successful entrepreneur and a failed entrepreneur is is resilience is just not giving up. Mm-hmm. What what are some of your favorite products? What's been the most enjoyable to develop? Oh, that's a tough question because I literally love all of them. And we're certainly not the brand to say, use all of these or else, but we're the brand to say there is something here for everyone. What we've really tried to do is open up the market and make it more inclusive so that you can look at our products and say, okay, I may not be ready to swallow a vegan soft gel, but I'm ready to take a bath with Prima. And we really thought about these familiar product formats that just create moments of of delight for people. So I start every morning with the daily, which is our vegan soft gel. I actually have my period right now. And so I'm taking three to four a day to not take any Motrin because it just dissolves all of my cramps. And then I'll put our R&R cream, which is has 750 milligrams of active hemp cannabinoids with peppermint and menthol and tea tree. I'll rub that directly on my stomach to dissolve the cramps, which is great. I also start every day with brain fuel. Brain fuel is a CBD powder. They're they're little sachets, stick packs that you can put in any hot or cold beverage. So before I have my coffee, I'll literally chug a glass of water with brain fuel because I find that it not only energizes me, but it also uplifts me. So it makes me really happy. And that's a nice way to start the day. And I think that's not just the CBD in there, ashwagandha and um, 
all of the other adaptogens that help drive blood flow to the brain. So brain fuel really is a great way to kickstart my morning. I mean, I have a seven month old right now. That brain fuel could probably change my life. (laughs) Yes. And you have to be okay with the taste of the herbs. We don't try and mask them. Like again, we're champions of the plant. So that's what ashwagandha tastes like. Um, But people love it. I just fall in love with the feeling. And then night magic, which is our facial oil. Since starting to use night magic, I've stopped wearing facial makeup because I finally have skin confidence. And I mean, I wore layers and layers of makeup, especially in high school, but now I'm like, this is my skin, take it or leave it. And so I really thank night magic for that skin confidence. And we also have these new products, which are really high performance, high performance, anti-aging essentials. The afterglow is a facial cream with four types of hyaluronic acid and vegan collagen, and just the most luscious product. So I've been using all of those facial products on my face every day. Um, And then when I'm really needing some relaxation, I'll pop our bath gem in the bath, which is an Epsom salt bath soak, which gives you all of the benefits, the mineral content of the Epsom Epsom salts, and then camphor metafoam oil. So it just leaves your skin completely soft and silky. And the CBD, um, I really use them all every day. The so. bath gems are my favorite. I think I yes. ordered, if you saw an order come in for like <laughs> like 20 of them, oh. I got like the biggest box. My husband is like, what are all these? I'm like, they're mine. Yes. Um, it's so funny you say that. Last night I took a bath and we ran out of our Epsom salts <gasps> and we just get normal Epsom salts, you know, whatever at Whole Foods. And um, we didn't have them. And I went, God, it just makes such a difference in the bath. Well, now I'm going to have to order now. some Prima. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. It's, one of, it's actually funny because when we developed the product, we had no idea that it would be one of our top sellers and now it's just getting higher and higher and higher because people are like, my bath will never be the same. I need this. So it's great because it also just gives people that moment of relaxation. I mean, to be honest, sometimes all you need is a bath, let alone, you know, prima in a bath, but just giving that people that permission to just unwind in that way is really powerful. So where can they find, they can find it at prima.com. Yeah. Prima.co. So prima.co. We will have the link in our show notes. So you can click right on it. Uh Prima.co. Um, we're also Prima on Instagram, but yes, please find us on Sephora.com. If you just search Prima or CBD, you'll see us there. And again, this is just a huge moment for not just us, but CBD in general as a new ingredient being recognized by the mainstream beauty um, audience in a meaningful way. Sephora has also released their own CBD standard, which is really important because as I said earlier, it shouldn't be on the shoulders of the brand to decide that they're safe. We need third-party validation. So it's a huge deal that retailers like Sephora are almost acting like regulators until the FDA releases guidelines. It's really on, it's the, you know, the brand and the retailer, their responsibility to make sure the products are safe and effective. So Sephora is certainly doing that, but yeah, check us out. And, and um, where can our listeners find you? I'm Jessica Asoff on Instagram, but just one A. So it's Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-S-S-A-F. So that A and Jessica is shared. And we'll also have that link in our show notes, guys, so you can click on it. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us and opening our minds to this new wave coming in. No, thank you for having me. And I hope that I left you all on a high note. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so <laughs> delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. 
with so many sample packs, new products. It's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. We're back with Laura Bonet. She is the president and CEO of Greenhouse Collective. Laura, we are so happy to have you today. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank we know you are so excited. We know you're busy, you know, keeping your essential business open. What did you, what was going through your mind when California decided that dispensaries were essential businesses during this time? Um, well, we kind of figured, because we do have a lot of medical patients besides recreational, so we kind of figured that we were going to be essential. There's a lot of people who suffer from anxiety and depression and a lot of uh, things that cannabis does help and control. And, you know, there was no way the, can the, the state, the country being on lockdown, imagine if you suffer from anxiety or you suffer for something like that and you don't take regular medication, you use cannabis or a tincture or however you medicate, you know, so we kind of figured that we were going to be essential. It was a little, uh, at the beginning, it was confusing because people didn't know we were going to stay open. So all the clubs in town, you know, we had lines outside, people coming in. Like, it was like, I think when the when the governor went on and said it, it was like eight o'clock at night on a random, I don't know, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And I remember looking at the cameras and I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? There was cars pulling up, like, everybody pulling up. It was like crazy. And I was like, guys, calm down. We're not going to close. Like, I'm sure he's going to say we're an essential business. So San Francisco was the first one to shut down the dispensaries. When that happened, everybody went into chaos. So um, I think the mayor of San Francisco came on and she and and she was like, listen, you know, cannabis is an essential business. Dispensaries have to stay open. They cannot close. So once she put in that platform, then all the other cities followed, you know, so everyone, you know, as weeks have gone by, now things are kind of like calming down. People see that we are going to be open. Our time is the same 10 to 10, you know, so it's, it's, it's a little bit better now, but that first week it was chaos. And right now we have like a, a no mask, no entry policy. So I'm in the back office right now. I don't have a mask, but the minute I go to the front, I have a mask. I have gloves. I have like goggles that we wear. Um, all the girls are suited up too. And you know, it's, it's for everyone's safety. It's for us. It's for the people who walk through the door. We hand out masks. If you don't come in, the security gives you one. We have like, I have this guy just making masks all day long. He makes like 500 masks a day. So we don't turn anyone away. And you know, they get to take a mask with them home so they can go anywhere else they need to go with a mask. So safe to say that sales have gone up? Yeah, well, now we're back to normal. But for those first two, three weeks, yes, sales were like triple. It was really because people were thinking that we were going to close and they needed to get their medicine for however long. You know, at that time, it was I think it was two weeks. 
and now we've extended to the end of April. And from what I'm hearing, we're going to extend to the middle of May. And, you know, who knows how much longer the, the small business restaurants and the cafes and those are really suffering. You know, in town, we've noticed a lot of coffee places have closed and we've tried to help a lot of stores, but we can't help everybody. You know, it's just like it, it's really sad what's going on, you know. Yeah. Now, you said all the girls. And one thing I know we love about you guys is that. Greenhouse Collective is basically all women and servicing women, correct? And when you were doing your research... We are are 98% women. We have two guys. Uh, but, you know, one of them, you know, he's one of us, so, you know, it kind of goes together. And then the other one is a part-time friend of the family that we have here that works, but only one day a week. But yeah, we are 98% women, ran, own... um, we cater to the females. You know, I started this a long time ago and, and I would notice there was a glinch, you know, there was something missing. There was a, a place where, you know, I'm 42 years old. I can't walk into any dispensary is run by a bunch of young kids and, you know, 22 year olds. And I'm like, Hey, what do you have for menopause? And they're going to be like, Oh, I don't know. Smoke some weed, like whatever, you know, they don't care. So yeah, so I wanted to create something like that to where the female felt comfortable. They had that one-to-one. We do a one-to-one uh, in the bedroom. You're only allowed uh, one person at a time per bud tender. And our population is female-oriented. You know, everyone knows in town we're the female club, you know. And and people ask me all the time. I've done a bunch of interviews, and they're like, well, you know, what makes it different? Because there is other clubs that have girls. And I said, yeah, there is other clubs that have girls. But the owners are males, and those girls are put in place to sell something else, you know? So we are, you know, female-owned and female-ran completely. Now, that's so interesting because there are so many issues that we females face that are uncomfortable to discuss and talk about. You know, like you had mentioned menopause and um, some of us suffer from cramps or heavy periods. And I can totally imagine being extremely uncomfortable walking into a shop and talking to someone about that. But knowing that it's female ran and um, knowing that you can, you know, find what suits you perfectly. What is that process like? How do you find out what works for each individual? Well, it, everyone is different. So what works for me probably doesn't work for you. It works for me. You know, it, everyone's different. It's just like I tell everyone, cannabis is a medication. You go to the doctor, if you have high blood pressure, they put you on one medication. Two, three weeks later, you come back. If it didn't work, they put you on something else. So we try to find a fit. I'm a registered nurse, first and foremost, before anything. So everything that I try to look for and to find is stuff that I've researched and I've, you know, looked into. So we do have uh, suppositories that are for menstrual cramps. We do have, you know, pleasure sprays that are for sexual intercourse. We do have tinctures that are specifically for females. They're called mood magic. And it is to stimulate your mood. You know, there's sometimes in the month when you're about to get your period and you're just like out of whack. You're like all over the place. So this is like a mood. I have like this. They come and they buy two of them at a time because they don't want to be without it. I have a business partner of mine in Chicago and she is in Chicago right now. She called me yesterday. She's like, Laura, I'm going off the rocket. I don't know what to do. They don't sell it here. I need to fly back to pick it up. And she's really like freaking out because she takes it every day and it's a mood stimulator for her. It it balances her day out, you know, and 
there, there's just so many products. Cannabis is so new and there's so many things going on every day about it and so many different, you know, we, we have wine now. So people are like, oh, is it cannabis wine? And I'm like, yeah, it's cannabis wine. It doesn't have any alcohol in it, but it tastes like wine, but it's going to get you high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty um, cool. I wanted to ask about your transition from working as an RN to owning your own dispensary. At what point did you decide that that was um, a business that you wanted to start on your own? So, um, so almost like eight, a little bit more than eight years ago, uh, I was working a regular, you know, I have a home health agency with my mom back in Miami and I've worked the nursing medical field my whole life since I was 17 years old. My mom's owned a home health agency since I was like eight years old. So it, it was just, you know, I was going to graduate high school. I was going to become a nurse. I was going to run the family business and that's just what it was. But along the lines, you know, you I was just saying this this morning, like you never know where your life's going to take you in 10 years. And I would have never expected in a million years that 10 years ago I was working as a nurse and I'd be sitting here right now owning my own cannabis business and I have a commercial grow as well. We have a huge commercial grow. But um, so about 10 years ago, almost my brother had moved to California and he's epileptic. It all started because he's epileptic. And um, he moved to California to grow, you know, because in Florida it was illegal. Uh, so he wanted to try something besides his medication as well, you know, and, and try cannabis. So he moved out here and then um, he was growing. And one day he calls me and he's like, look, you know, I'm going to buy this dispensary. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm going to buy this dispensary, but I have no idea. All I know is how to grow. I have no idea how to run an office. It's all medical. We weren't recreational back then. It was uh, 2004, I think, or three. And, um, and so he calls me and he's like, listen, just come out for a month or two, you know, help me start up the store, do all the paperwork, you know, l l just help me for like two months. All I need is for two months. I was recently divorced. I had no kids. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go. You know, we could curse on here, right? No. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, so I was like, uh, I was like, fuck it, I'll come. So I, I came out, we started, you know, remodeling the whole store, I brought in the whole medical side to it. And here I am almost 10 years later sitting here. So it was, um, it was, it was different. You know, I was uh, running the store over there. He was doing the growth side of it. I was handling the day-to-day -day business. And then like probably three years ago, I was like, look, you know, the store is running really good. Um, I think it's time for me to move on. And the more I kept visiting dispensaries all over California, the more I saw that there was a glitch. There was nothing for females. There was nothing for us. All, you know, there was product, but nobody had the product. Nobody was carrying it. You know, things have changed a lot since we were recreational. And so I started looking for a city and I knew what I wanted to do. My sister runs uh, America's Finest CBD in Denver and visiting her, seeing how there was so many boutique style dispensaries and stuff. And I was like, I definitely want to do something like this, something small. I didn't want nothing big. Um, something that I could run a small ship with, you know, handle everything, you know, from front to back. And so I started looking around. At first I was in Santa Rosa. I went to Sebastopol. And, you know, when God doesn't put you in the right place, it's not your time. It took me three years 
to find the greenhouse. And I remember coming into Lompoc and I was like, what is this? Another small town. And I fell in love. You know, it, it's, they call it the city of flowers. I fell in love with the city. I found a, I, I remember I came to the, where we're at now and it's owned by a psychologist and, um, he was totally against cannabis. And I told the broker, I said, let me talk to him. Give me 10 minutes with him. He's like, no, he doesn't want to do it. This and that. I said, well, give me 10 minutes. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I came in to meet him one day and an hour later, he was like, I'll lease it to you with an option to buy. And this and this and that. Because it was, I was really looking for the medical aspect of it. I wasn't looking to open up a shop and have a bunch of young kids. You know, I was really, I had a different vision for the store. So I wanted to make it a boutique, a can of boutique. And that's kind of what we did. You know, my dad's an interior designer. He does a lot of interior work in uh, Miami. He's done a lot of the high rises. And so I told him, listen, I'm going to open this store. And he's like, are you crazy? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, I'm going to do it. So he, we custom made all of our furniture inside, our displays. We custom made everything, everything inside the bedroom, in the lobby, all our panels. Everything was custom made from him. And I shipped it over from Miami. And it took us about a year to get our license you know, up and running, but we got our license on a Tuesday and on Friday morning, we were open and ready to go. (laughs) Now, speaking of the um, medical side of it, I think your story is really interesting because you were in Florida where cannabis was illegal. Mm -hmm. You're a registered nurse and still is and still is to this day. Um, You're a registered nurse and your brother is epileptic going, cannot find any medication that's truly helping him. Mm -hmm. And so you're researching stuff to help him heal and you come across I think it's was it Charlotte's Web that you came across yeah yeah it was Charlotte's Web which really sad she just passed away last week but yeah it was when it was first coming in and we had a lot of like discussions on it like we were all talking about it and it was kind of like um well you know he was 15 my mom has a huge, you know, home health. It's kind of like, do you pack up all your stuff and leave and, you know, start a new life? And kind of we battled that whole medication thing for a long time, going back and forth. And, you know, when he turned 19, he's like, I'm a grown man and I'm, I'm going to figure this out. You know, I'm not going to let it defeat me. So um, he continued his medication. He just uh, also added the cannabis aspect to it. And, you know, knock on wood till this day, um, since he's been medicating and everything, he's been good. He's been, you know, really good. And and cannabis has a lot of positive effects. You know, it's not just about the 70s or 80s smoking weed anymore. There's tinctures, there's CBDs, there's CBNs. There's stuff that mixes with melatonin in it. There's stuff for sleeping. It's not just about smoking anymore. There's so many things. There's lip balms. There's, we're actually in the middle right now of doing a, a female line. Um, me and my sister, and it will be a CBD from hemp, and then we're going to mix it in also with a THC line later on. But it will be for eye creams, uh, neck tightening, wrinkles, uh, all kinds of stuff like that for females, you know. Um, And it was just like, I I feel like everyone, everyone's here for a purpose, right? I would have never thought this was going to be my purpose in a million (laughs) years, but here I am, you know, and, uh, and, and, I've been, I've, I've always been raised and, and women forward. I have a lot of powerful women in my family. You know, we're, we're very big family, but we're all female, you know, minorities, business owners, and, you know, just moving forward and trying to like help people pretty much at the end. 
you, you've talked about just specifically, there are so many wonderful product lines out there now um, that are THC for women to help, uh, to help women with different problems. Are there new products that you're really enjoying right now, specifically um, that you're starting to carry in your store? I do have a new favorite product and it's a little cheesy, but I actually have it on my desk. It's right here. It's uh, it, it's this lip balm and I'm obsessed with it because I'm really about moisturizing my lips. So it is a CBD THC product. It's by Plain Jane. It is my new favorite. It's literally on my desk and I put it on all the time. Um, they do have CBD and a THC one. This is just the CBD one and I use it like twice a day. Um, there is no psychoactive effect on CBD and there is no psychoactive effect on anything uh, that is transdermal. Uh, so any balms, any lotions, anything like that, you won't get a psychoactive high effect even if it has THC. So why would you use the CBD balm as opposed to a regular balm? Um, because of all the stuff it has inside of it. Like it, um, when you put it on, at least for me, um, when I put it on, I feel like the moisture right away and it lasts for like eight hours. Have you ever had a chapstick and you're constantly, constantly like it's cold here where we're at. So my lips are constantly chapped. And if I don't drink enough water, they're even worse. So this lip balm, I'm using it twice a day versus my EOS that I'm using at like every 30, 45 minutes to moisturize my lips. And I feel like the CBD, this is why I'm, we're making a line with CBD. Um, I feel like the lines in my lips are also leaving as opposed to creating more. You know, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that I'm disappearing my wrinkles, but I'm not getting any extra ones either, you know? <laughs> So we're releasing this episode on 420, which we're really excited about. If any of our listeners live in um, one of the 11 states, I think, yeah, one of the 11 states where you can legally purchase marijuana and it's open at the moment um, and they've never been to a dispensary, what is your advice? Like what, because I'm the worst, like even here in California before this time, I've gone into dispensaries and I'm the like awkward girl who's like, yeah, you know, what, whatever you say. Cause I, you know, yeah. I just, I just want to giggle and, and watch a movie or I don't know. I don't know how to fall asleep. And I'd get very uncomfortable. What do you, what do you say for anyone who's new to the experience of visiting a dispensary? So, um, First, you want to know what store you're going to. There's a lot of illegal stores. So you have to make sure that the store you're going to is a licensed store, right? So the way you do that is now, at least in California, is if you come into a store on our window, um, there should be taped. It's like a barcode. You take a picture of it. It goes straight to the BCC uh, website, which is a Bureau of Cannabis Control in California. And it'll pop up the license and it'll tell you if the license is active, if not, and it is a, a, a licensed store. That's the first thing. You always want to make sure that you are going to a licensed store because all of our product is tested and ran through a metric system, which is through the state. So they know... Um, make sure that all of the product that we sell at the store is in fact tested and lab approved. There's no pesticides, there's nothing in it. Then second, um, you know, there's Yelp, right? When you go into a new city and you go to restaurants, you go to Yelp, right? Well, we have something called Weed Maps. So Weed Maps is invented for dispensaries. You go in and it'll automatically get your location and it'll show you all the dispensaries near your area. So you could go and you could read the reviews, you could look at the product online, you could see if they have any specials. You know, um, 
We do get a lot of females because if anyone asks, you know, around, uh, we're close to solving and solving is a very touristy uh, location. So anyone who comes and, you know, is a female, they 95% of the time they're going to land here because <laughs> they've already been told, oh, there's a boutique cannabis store. Um, it's ran by women. And, you know, we do get a lot of girls who are like on girls trip and they'll come out here. And we're in the process of doing a, a wine and cannabis tour right now. But with the whole Corona, now we're on hold. But we are doing, uh, we are going to offer, it's going to be like a wine and cannabis tour where you'll be able to go to a winery and then the winery will bring you in the in the bus or, you know, in the sprinter here, and then you'll come and you'll be able to shop and then you'll be able to go to a commercial farm and you'll be able to smoke at the farm and have a lunch and the whole thing. So we have like a lot of things going on, um, which we're paused right now, but um, we do have a lot of things uh, going on and you can always call the dispensary, you know, and ask questions and anyone can call us here at any time. And we, answer as many questions as we can. You know, cannabis is something that's very new and it's always developing. So we do know a lot. Do we know everything? No, nobody knows everything. One of my, my bud tender managers, she's excellent. She knows everything on terpenes, on CBD, on THC, THCA, dabbing, waxes. She knows everything. And I know a lot. Um, and she, she kind of, I would say, you know, if, if anyone has like a question question, she would, she would be an ideal person to ask, you know, if, if you're a new dabber or you want to try something for the first time, I'm an excellent person to talk to if you're older and the doctors referred you to take cannabis. And now there's the first time you're coming in. I love new patients, new patients that the doctor sends. Those are my favorite patients because I get to talk to them and, you know, see how, uh, what it is that they're looking for, how we can start treating it. You know, if it's depression, if it's anxiety, whatever it is, you know? Um, so this is where I think cannabis can be so, um, all consuming and, and sort of um, overwhelming is because there's so many different terms. You're talking about dabbing. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I feel like I need a dictionary to fully yeah. understand this whole new concept. Right. Um, so dabbing is uh, now there's a different form of cannabis. Um, there is dabbing, which is concentrates that you uh, dab with like, it, it kind of looks like a bong but it's not, you have to like use a torch to light it. There's like a new thing called the Puffco and it's battery operated. So it's like, I say dabbing is equivalent when you're already a smoker. Like if you're coming into the cannabis, you're not gonna dab right away. That's not gonna okay. be like the first thing you do cause you're gonna be really high. <laughs> um, so like one hit of a dab is equivalent to smoking probably like two or three drugs. Okay. Yeah. So these are from, that's for more experienced. Yeah. People. Yeah. For, for, for experienced people who have been smoking for a long time and you know, the THC has gone and they need something a little bit more, something a little stronger, um, something to deal with anxiety a little better. Now there's, there is an overall, um, there are people who sometimes I think can judge those who smoke weed. And it's one of those things where I feel like it's not as widely accepted as it should be. Um, and people are still getting used to it. Some people are still uncomfortable around it. What would you say to those people who haven't experienced it yet and still feel a little bit judgmental and uncomfortable around it? Um, I would say talk to someone who has had the experience. I love talking to people who are anti-cannabis. I love, listen, until you have a ch sick child 
or a sick family member, someone who's going through chemo, someone who's going through cancer, you cannot say that you're against something that when you're willing to do whatever it takes to help your family member, you'll do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. My brother, I was willing to do whatever it took. You know, when you have a kid, a parent, um, you know, I have so many patients who come through here with ke in chemo and, you know, and, and give them tinctures and people who can't eat and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, um, and I've had this discussion. I've done so many panels on this, but they're like, oh, cannabis is the gateway drug. And I say, listen, I've never met a single person in my life that has smoked a joint and said, oh, yeah, now I want to go inject heroin. Never. <laughs> ever have I met someone you know what they say I'm fucking hungry and I need to go get some munchies but they're not like oh yeah I'm gonna go smoke some meth today like come on really it's not a gateway drug it's it's there's business people there is entrepreneurs there is look at me I don't even smoke cannabis like that I might smoke like once every two weeks you know I used to be a very heavy smoker I used to smoke two three blunts a day and now I smoke like maybe once a week on the weekend you know to unwind to relax you know because it does relax you and people who suffer from anxiety um they need you know, they need something, something that's better than a prescription medication that's given to you by a doctor that's going to make you sick at the end of the day, you know, and smoking cannabis or medicating or however it is that they feel is, is it feels better for them. I encourage everyone to try it. You know, if, if you don't like it, Hey, you don't like it, but you know what, when you went to your medication, he gave it to you and you tried it. Even if it was going to give you a bad side effect, you tried it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would not recommend if you suffer from anxiety to, you, you have to go into a club that the bud tenders are experienced and they know. Because if you walk in and you suffer from anxiety and I tell you, okay, yeah, smoke this and I've given you a sativa, you know what's going to happen? You're going to go home, you're going to smoke that and you're going to have a panic attack because a sativa is an upper. So... That's something you would never want to smoke. And you could only know that if you're an experienced bud tender. So a lot of places don't uh, train their bud tenders. We did a two-month training before we opened here. Everyone who works here has worked here since the beginning. I haven't had to hire anyone or had to... Well, I did have to let go of one because, you know, I was stealing. But um, oh, everyone else has been, you know... Uh, Perfect. And we have like uh, a WhatsApp group that we put in information and our bud tender manager, Lindsay, she's constantly like teaching them new things that are coming out, you know, uh, CB, CBN, that's something new that's in the market. It's to help you sleep. So imagine if you come in and you're like, oh, you know, I need to get through my day and for work and this and that. And now you've come into a club and the bud tender has no idea about nothing. And that bud tender has given you a tincture full of CBN. You know what's going to happen to you at work? You're going to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we definitely don't want that happening. So exactly. that's such, that's the best advice to make sure you um, can call the store beforehand mm -hmm. if you don't want to go in person. And to go, when you do go in person, make sure you talk to a professional and someone who knows what they are talking about. Yeah, for sure. I for love sure. it. This, this 420 so, is going to be our best 420 yet because the whole month is 420, right? So this was about... <laughs> 
supposed to be like our biggest party, but now because of the coronavirus and the whole distancing and stuff like that, you know, we are still going to have events going on and stuff like that. And every cannabis club is going to have that. Every dispensary is going to have a huge 420 deal on sales. Um, we're doing like 42% off on a bunch of stuff, but it's like the birthday of cannabis, you know, so it's supposed to be like the best party of the year, like, you know, a, an event for all the patients to come out and to be able to try products that you haven't tried because maybe it wasn't in your budget, but now with the discount, you know, and there's goodie bag, there's all kinds of stuff going on on Monday, you know, so it, it'll be a crazy day. What, Laura, what is your favorite thing about marijuana, the, the benefits of it for medicinal or just enjoyment? What is your favorite thing? My favorite thing about it is when I see someone come in um, and try it for the first time and they are actually suffering from an illness or depression or something like that and seeing them come back six months later after being medicating, you know, for six months, continuously trying different things, you know, and telling me, listen, I, when I came here, I was on 26 antidepressants and I'm down to two. That is my absolute favorite thing to hear because that's what it's about. It's about getting you off that medication. It's about, you know, helping you live a medication-free life. I'm all about holistic care, you know, and my mom's like, you're crazy. You know, I have a headache and I'm like dying, but I won't take, I won't take the Advil or the Tylenol. And she's like, just take it already. And I'm just like, listen, if you see me in a hospital, I'm really dying because I'm really feeling really bad because I try everything um, before, you know, actually medicating myself, you know, with uh, a drug, you know? Mm-hmm. But my favorite part is that is seeing somebody who's been able to come from 23 medications to two, you know, maybe they're not completely off of it yet, but you know, it'll take some time. And I tell everyone, don't ever, ever, if you're on any kind of medication, whether it be blood pressure, diabetes, uh, anxiety, depression, medication, never get off your medication and say, Oh, I'm going to get off of a cold Turkey and just start smoking weed or doing tinctures. No, you cannot do that. That will automatically offset everything. You know, and and it it will mess you up. You have to slowly, slowly decrease the medication and while you increase another one, you know? Yeah, that's... um... That's, that's a lot, it's a lot advice, to learn. Yeah. Very important advice for those listening. Advice. Yeah. Um, Laura, we're so grateful that you joined us today. Um, I know that our listeners are going to want to know where they can find you. So where can they find you personally and also um, your store? Uh, well, we have a website, which is the greenhouse, uh, com, And then we have our Instagram. That's the greenhouse collective underscore eight Oh five. Uh, that is, you know, the easiest place to find us. We have a lot of people. We actually, uh, I'm the co-host of another podcast. It's called women in cannabis. Um, we just, we, we've been recording and we were supposed to air at hall of flowers, but with this whole thing, hall of flowers was canceled. So we are just like, you know what, let's just start releasing episodes. Cause we have so many recorded already. Um, um, so we have been doing a podcast. It's an all female podcast and it is all cannabis related. There's, uh, growers, there's, um, processors, there's distro owners, um, and they're all females, you know, attorneys. Um, and, and it's not only from California. We just recently interviewed, um, your highness. She's from New York and, uh, she has a great female line as well. And so it's all about, you know, uh, 
people are always like, oh, cannabis is such a male dominant industry. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, don't let people lie to you anymore. And that was 10 years ago. We're at the here, we're taking over and we're in the back end of it all. You know, women are the one who are running the books. We're running the paperwork. We're, we're doing everything about it. So yeah, I mean, we're located in Santa Barbara County, uh, a little city called Lompoc. And um, we're open pretty much every day from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, any questions, anyone can call the store or DM us on Instagram. And can our listeners find your podcast anywhere podcasts are available? Um, as of right now, I believe we're on uh, the YouTube channel. I know it's going Spotify and all the other ones. It's called Women, the letter N and Cannabis with a Z. Um, it is on YouTube already. And we did last no, not last Sunday. The Sunday before that, we had a full day. It was like a, a virtual cannabis seminar. It started at 10 a.m. and it went till 7 a.m. It was a bunch of different groups um, going on. And we kind of closed this segment, me and my bud tender manager. And there's a lot of information on there. We talked a lot. I sent you guys the link. I don't know if you saw it, mm-hmm. but it talks a lot about like products and female products and like what our favorite products are and, you know, and, and stuff like that. But there's so many female lines and there's so many female products, you know, I wish I could carry them all. Everything we do carry in the store is something that I handpick because I do only the purchasing here. I'm the only one who talks to the vendor, meets the owners, research the company. You know, some people ask me, well, well, why don't you carry this brand or why don't you carry that brand? And I tell them, you know why? Because first and foremost, I'm a nurse. So if I know that something has tested with pesticides or something, I don't care if it was five, eight, ten years ago. I'm just not going to carry it. You know, yeah. that, that's just the way that it is. That's amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate you taking yeah. the time out of your busy, crazy schedule to yes. um, help educate us on this. Yeah. Awesome. If you guys are ever in Santa Barbara County, come we'll on. We'll stop in. Yeah. We're going to Greenhouse Collective. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I will hook you guys up. Yay. <laughs> thank you so awesome. much, Laura. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. So Candace, I mean, do you feel more educated on this? Because I definitely do. There, I still, you know, am a little overwhelmed by the whole idea of just walking into a dispensary, but I do feel better about it. Well, I think you should absolutely have an experience walking into a dispensary, especially that they're open right now in California as, um, an essential business. And especially we were talking about like having trouble sleeping and like being really stressed out and they Mm -hmm. have, you know, you can have that experience to learn even more. I think what I really am taking away from this episode is to do your research. You know, it kind of parallels when we had our Somali episode talking all about wine and how you should really research the wines that you're drinking because you could be drinking chemicals that you weren't even aware of. um, And it just takes a few minutes of research. And really, that's what I've learned from Laura and Jessica. Um, The fact that Jessica, for Prima, you can scan the barcode on the back of all of their products um, and see exactly where it's coming from. The fact that Laura really make takes the time to source what she's selling and educate herself on what she's selling and has that RN experience. Like that's the kind of person that I would want to be purchasing anything from specifically, you know, things that I'm putting into my body. So that's what I'm kind of, you know, I really thought I'd be like talking all about like, which are the funniest movies to watch when you get stoned. But (laughs) really, I have a whole new appreciation for um, just educating myself before I put things into my body. Um, regarding marijuana. 
And I think what I'm going to take away as well is that what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for you. So same as uh, bringing up the sommelier episode, what one person prefers in wine isn't necessarily what another person would. And so it's everybody's different. So whatever works for someone may not work for you. So take little doses, experiment, figure out what works for whatever medicinal purposes you're using it for or recreational as well. If you have any more questions, Laura Bonet, obviously of Greenhouse Collective, just send her a message on Instagram. She obviously seemed very excited to answer all of your questions. Also very exciting. Prima is officially out on Sephora.com. So if you want to learn more about this great company and try their CBD products, uh, go to Sephora.com and you can shop Prima. And Sephora is still accepting orders during COVID, which is great. Um, Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this 420 episode. And if you're going to go experience it right now, have a great time. If you've been experiencing it while you're listening to us, I hope you've enjoyed it too. And um, we love you lots. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.